the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour podcast. Give us a call if you care to participate. 312-642-5600. Boy, these are truly interesting times. They're sad times because we're watching... The Americanism that built the country just, you know, obviously it's not overnight. It's taken 135 years of hard press, but it's, I think, in my opinion, it's being disintegrated. And I think we are the last generation who will look back and say, you know, there was a time when you didn't have to uh, have a license, ask government to do everything. I'm just so disgusted as I came on about a month and a half ago when we found out that Illinois' very own Jelly Belly Pritzker was changing so many, just not taxation, um, rules for living itself, let alone I get to, I have to sit idly by while you cast laws to change things. Now, this doesn't seem like a big deal to most people, and some people support it, and other people do not, but that's not the point, whether you support tyranny or you don't, whether you agree with the oppression or you don't. The problem is, is there oppression? Is there tyranny? Do you recognize it, and do you stand against it? Sometimes you have to stand up against things your opinion agrees with, but your fundamental beliefs of people not being slaves to rulers offends you. 
And, 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 you know, this is one of those rules. I have teenagers. Most of the people out there have kids of some age or another. And, and, and when a, a socialist, who is really a, a, a Democrat, makes a rule to control life that is stupid on its face, that is ridiculous, and I don't just mean Obamacare. I mean uh, laws of life where uh, in, in Illinois, J- Jelly Belly Pritzker, this, this, this picture of health, this, this fat slob with the love handles on his ears tells me and, and, and kids who are 18 years old, you can't uh, buy a cigarette or a cigar or chew. But I can, people like me, politicians who've done nothing, trust fund babies, we can send you away to die on a foreign land. And I, I, I was outraged by this. And as most of you know, I own a, a little cigar store in downtown Elmhurst for now. Um, so, yeah, I, I have an interest in cigar smoking. I'm a cigar smoker. My grandfather gave me my first cigar. I was 11 years old, and he gave it to me after the first day I worked for him because I wanted the shirt with my little name on it as I rebuilt starters for him. And nowadays I think about that, and here I was a kid striving to be part of the, one of the guys to earn money, to buy a shirt with my name on it, whatever the case may be, and how today that man, my grandfather, would be a criminal. He put me to work when I was 11, and he gave me a cigar for the pay. And then afterwards, he told me, pull the cars around in the parking lot. Can you imagine today? They would look at this guy. They would lock him up faster than you could say call the police. And, and the reality is it's accepted by all people now. All people sit idly by as these fat, useless failures cast these laws of tyranny on the people like a yoke to restrain and restrict and control. And so much so that when they, when they maybe they do something that one or two of us or, or a small group of us agree with, we say, yeah, go get them. It's right. And that's the broader point of, you know, why I, I do this show. And sometimes people, like yesterday's show, you know, I was trying to, to show the machinations of tyranny, whether they be local or national, and try to show the similarities. The fact that there are no differences in these parties. There really isn't. Just some minor management differences, management disagreements. And, um, you know, as, I, as I'm perusing through the Drudge Report in Zero Hedge, you see that Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader of the Senate, launched the exact same bill that Jelly Belly Pritzker of Illinois released in regards to raising the age of tobacco consumption to 21. And I had, you know, I tweeted this and a bunch of Twitter followers said, yeah, let's do the same for everything. And I... I, I, I I say to myself, as a parent, can I decide or no? I can't decide anything when it comes to my kid. And as you reflect on that statement that sounds bombastic in the very beginning, you realize you absolutely cannot. From the time of their birth till the time they go on their own, you're restricted and restrained from having parental influence on your child. You can have the parental influence that the government agrees with, but you can't have your own. And this, my generation, is the last generation of hope to be raised, in some cases, by our grandparents or with the influence of grandparents. But I'm the last generation that will be raised without the heavy-handed acceptance of socialism. Me. That's it. And, you know, a release was done. Four in ten Americans identify as socialists. And, 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 and a lot of conservative radio hosts and television hosts, I, I can't believe it. And I, I say to you, I can't believe it's that low. That's the optimism. That's the hope. That in since the 1960s, 
the worst generation in America, hasn't been able to completely flip that socialist acceptance to, to 8 to 10 or 9 to 10. Because in a few short years of Republicans like Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump and Donald Trump, that number will be much, much higher. And uh, I called Joe Walsh's show. Joe Walsh was kind of talking about a similar topic. And if you've listened to Joe Walsh as of late, he, he uh, has gone after Trump, you know, hard on some cases, after being an advocate for Donald Trump, where I have, the only difference between me and Joe for the most part is that I have been consistent and I give no, no honor or integrity to the attempt, to the coup, to the, to the destruction of Trump's presidency by the Democrats and the, and, and, and the FBI and these organizations. And I recognize, the only difference between me and Joe is, I recognize the fact that there is absolutely a corrupt upper echelon of the FBI. I recognize the fact that the FISA warrant, the way in which they got the FISA warrant, was truly a diabolical trick. And I recognize that the way in which they're trying to impeach Trump today, as you see that they're having impeachment hearings this morning, is so outrageous to attack this man and to go after personal uh, documents of his his tax returns that the country, in my opinion, when run by Democrats, is completely lost, completely unmoored for any kind of fundamentals. That's the difference. So, but I do also recognize some of the tremendous benefits to Donald Trump. And I, I called last night's show when Joe was on, and I said, um, you know, the the real benefit to Donald Trump isn't Trumponomics, which is a lie and a fraud and a scam. And it absolutely is. It's a it's a Keynesian backdoor um, manipulation of the economy in order to fraud the numbers. And that's what we we spend a lot of time on on my shows discussing and exposing. But the benefits to Donald Trump may outweigh that. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. These nine states that have passed these restrictions on abortion would not have done that. Had Hillary Clinton won, there's no question about it. They would not have had the confidence. They would not have been secure in the uh, two appointees of the Supreme Court. Now, you could argue the legitimacy of that, that, that uh, opinion, but they, it, it wouldn't have happened. And, and I point to the fact that four in ten accept American socialism as not a bad thing, but a good thing when inundated with all this information. And I realize that the true hope of America isn't in the current administration, the next administration, or the next four administrations. The hope for America is in the lives of those yet to be born in America, rejecting the failure of American socialist economic policies. So I like to do that first before we even get warmed up. Let's do that 30,000-foot view that all the radio hosts tell you you should never do, how you should be polarizing, how you should specifically talk about Nancy, I can't feel my face, Pelosi, and, and, and the coup of these, these new uh, Democrat communists wanting to impeach Trump on nothing and focus on that and, and regurgitate the Mueller report and the things that we all know happened and just beat that horse till the bones are left. And I say, no, let's focus on how to maybe help and influence the only hope of America, which is in its future generation, that the the current generation ruling things, not just the 80-year-old fossils waiting for the Viagra prescription we see, but the ones underneath them, the little Dick Durbin frauds. 
and his his cohorts that he's cultivated through his 20 years of tutelage uh, corrupting the government. Those are the generations we must write off. Those are what's lost. It is time to focus on who will will be the living result of that failure, and that is these kids about to go into school. Because what I can see from just the teenagers I have and their friends is that although there is a, a an entitled arrogance to these kids today, and I say this including my own, no question about it, Although there is an entitled arrogance, I believe the socialists will be hoist by their own petard in the fact that when you have an entitled arrogance, they, they don't accept the results of the actual failure. Now, we know that these policies throughout history fail. Now, normally they fail in wars, world wars, civil wars, those types of things. I think... Uh, this is completely speculation on my part, but I think if you look at the magnitude in which states like Illinois, in which programs like Obamacare and Social Security and Medicaid, the magnitude in which they are failing, that these children today, these tweens and teens, will not have the option to continue the lie we do as we pretend to be conservatives in embracing a Donald Trump. They will not have this opportunity to continue this massive, irresponsible, immoral financial system we promote and accept. So in other words, we could argue the results of, of Trumponomics and the fact that it's really Obamanomics with a, with a comb over. We could, we could argue that. But as I'm looking at these, these national worldwide headlines and you see them, you know, um, the unfathomable Nike, Adidas, pen letter to Trump, that Trump is is getting letters and the ramifications of these ignorant policies of protectionism are resulting in Nordstrom crashing to an eight-year low, Walmart stock not hitting uh, targets. China, um, their super weapon against tariff wars is that they're not going to accept our garbage and trash and needles, which, by the way, the ignorance of the American people to realize the amount of, of symbiotic benefit of, of trade throughout the world, it goes to show you this is how you're at this position. When the average person wants to say, yeah, China's the bad guy, and China, 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 and they don't realize that our exports to China on the year that Trump won the election were at all-time records, that, that there is no such thing as a trade deficit, only value. They don't recognize the fact that, by the way, China, we're shipping all this stuff that our country won't let us put in the ground, in our landfills, our trash, our medical waste, all the pills you're addicted to. American uh, uh, companies gouge the shit out of you, but it's those Chinese companies that allow seniors to uh, to get their medicine at reasonable costs and let that scam of Medicare and Medicaid pretend it works. That if it wasn't for that exchange, you'd really be in a catastrophe situation. That's that's the actuality of what you're disrupting, of what you're pretending is our enemy, and you're creating a real enemy. In China, but it's not just China because macroeconomics are called macro for a reason. It's the people who are involved with China that will see what America does and realize when are we next? And sure enough, on my way to the studio, they talk about uh, Trump AFTA, which is a NAFTA only stupid version, as if NAFTA wasn't bad. And NAFTA's got some bad stuff, but the concept of it and the foundation of NAFTA is fantastic. And the people who support Trump AFTA have no idea what's in it, no idea of the imperial takeover of other countries' laws that's in it, that it's almost a sin 
that it was put forward by a pretend Republican. It's a sin. And you don't even realize, most of you, that what this demands is not only that Mexico and Canada change their, their laws, it demands pay increases for their employees. Well, who in the hell are we to tell Mexico and Canada what they should pay their people? Have you lost your freaking mind? That's the part of Trumponomics that makes me sick. Have you lost? Forget about the fact you may not have principles because you've just been too busy working. I get it. Not everybody had to earn a living and focus on fundamentals of economics. I get it. You just followed your path, and you didn't pay attention to the big picture. But are you out of your freaking mind as you pretend to reject the tyranny of the socialists, but you accept it of the Fabianism of the Republicans? Yeah, I know it's a big word, and everybody laughs when you say it. You do realize what it is, right? It's when a few collective power people make decisions based on you, the public, who they know. And, and they feel, number one, but then as time proves them right, they know you're too stupid for your own freedom. You're too stupid for your own money decisions, for your own health care costs. They might massage your back as they're making fun of you, calling you a moron, but that's what they do as they implement these yokes of tyranny, these unjust laws to control you and your life and your parenting and everything from soup to nuts. And you sit idly by and you pretend you got, a, you got a horse in the race? You don't have a horse in the race when they start to run the other direction. And that's what the today's Republicans do. From Mitch McConnell, this walking, freaking punchline. I can't even look at his face. Now, you know, Justin, how I make fun of you for wearing those Lululemon pants. I can't look at this old lady, feminine, fat-faced Mitch McConnell without wanting to slap somebody. And this idiot is going to tell me if I could buy a vape or a cigarette or a chew for my teenagers, I'll slap the taste out of your mouth. You, how you have the balls to do this from Mount High. Because you know why they get to do it? Because they're insulated from the people they rule. And we're segregated from our principles and our fundamentals through propaganda of BS. If you are an American citizen and you are not a direct subsidized benefactor of the Trump trade war, you're an idiot for supporting it. I'm, I'm here to tell you, and I know that's why it's a podcast, and I know that's not the normal, we're good and they're bad, that everybody's used to. But if you cannot think about what the true ramifications are of freedom in an economy versus a government central controlled economy, you're an idiot, and you deserve to be like those imbeciles in Venezuela throwing rocks at, at, at tanks, because that's where this shit leads. Sorry, it just does. The number one gripe of those people is what exactly? That they're not getting what they were promised by a managed, controlled government in charge of everything, because the people were too weak, too stupid, and too needy to do it themselves, right? And I wonder, as we, as we listen, I was listening to expert after expert, uh, whether it's Juan or Maduro, gee, I, I, I wonder if, if, if the United States government colluded with Maduro's opposition. Hmm, isn't that the big charge that everybody's concerned with? Other governments colluding with, with elections? What the hell you think happened in Venezuela? Instead of being the beacon of freedom and righteousness we were meant to be, we're just as bad as all the other ones. Sorry, it just is that way. That's why you don't talk about the people all over the country dying. You don't talk about the, the collusion, the real collusion between companies paying off these politicians. Or you just forget about it or you pretend that this guy's not in on it. When what he's doing is almost worse, 
it's one thing when companies pay off government and you can spot the corruption. It's a lot more difficult when government pays off companies to keep the corruption. And that's what this trade manipulation, this government seizure of our macro economy, that's what it really is. And if you think I'm wrong, why do you think the interest rates and the money and the quantitative easing that Trump called for six weeks ago, that it better stay low, the interest rates, and that quantitative easing better continue? That's what he secured by creating this phony baloney trade war. Phony. Phony trade war with all the bullshit talking points that I have to hear moron after moron come in my cigar store and say, they were dumping products. They were eating our lunch. They were. You don't even know what the hell you're talking about if you're regurgitating that. How did open trade and China's trade hurt you individually? How? It didn't. It made your life more full of or full of more opportunities. More beneficial if you didn't make 180000 a year that you could go to Nordstrom's, which, by the way, their stock is on its ass today because of this trade war. You could go to these other, other venues. You weren't held hostage to pay X amount of guaranteed profit to companies in the way in which these tariffs operate. And everybody goes, ah, oh, you know, why do you keep talking about the tariffs? Because I give a shit about the future, about the economy, about principles, about capitalism, and about freedom. Why would you turn it over because you pick one idiot over the other idiot in a race full of idiots? I'm sorry, it's just, just, just a joke to me. Now, can you have other opinions of is what's happening to Donald Trump just? Absolutely not. It's a complete example of unjust. It is, in fact, an example of why government officials need to be brought up on criminal charges. The idea that they are misusing their office power to obtain personal, private, financial records is criminal. And the hint that the government in the IRS is willing to turn it over is outrageous. And it goes to show you government is a made-up freaking word that we give certain people among us jobs in and we pretend they have integrity and they have virtue. They're not. They're your scumbag neighbor that is jealous of your car and wants to sleep with your wife. They're the same people. There is no good guy in the race except the one whose face you shave. And that's if you decide to be a good guy. If you decide to be a scumbag, we need a system that protects us from you. And that's old lady face Mitch McConnell. So what? You're the head of the Senate and you've been able to buy off your constituents with gravy back home. That you've you, you married your wealth. You got $48 million. You don't get to tell me whether my kid gets a cigar at 18 or not. Shut your fat face and sit down. Just like J.B. Pritzker. Sickening to me. Oh, the Republicans are behind this new bill. What are you? What the hell is wrong with you people? I can't take much more of it. I really can't. i got to move to Venezuela because at least they're going to be you know, new, new land, new laws, as they recognize the failure of government manipulation, and you see what's happening now. you just got to move the day after the Civil War is over. In the meantime, what exactly do we stand for as we rally around our version of government tyranny? These are the kind of little rinky-dink things you need to put a big fight up against. Otherwise, you're going to put the fight, you, the, the phony fight we have against Obamacare. It's a joke as you listen to these idiot politicians pretend they can tweak and massage it. And the only thing that's really a failure with, with uh, Obamacare is that we don't have enough maternity leave for the men in it. Idiots. Idiots. I come to work here in the studio, and I, you know, I, as you can tell, I don't like people for the most part. 
especially the dumb ones, which makes up a big percentage of them. And I look at this kid they got as a security guard down there. He's 500 freaking pounds, security guard. He can't get through the opening at the desk down there. And I think to myself, how do I know if this kid was eating beef sandwiches all night? Is he covered on my insurance? The, the very concept of insurance itself is a scam. And instead of recognizing and making that illegal as the Ponzi scheme it is, we spread it out to all the people and you use it as the weapon to destroy our wealth. And now the Republicans who we've turned to for 10 years to defeat it, what do you do? What do you Republicans do? You just want a piece of the pie. You're like Illinois Republicans. You're not upset at anything. You just want a pot distributorship. You just want a gaming room. The only good guy in the political fight is you. You're the good guy. Don't accept this nonsense. Reject it and understand it. Spend the 20 minutes a day looking at the titles, thinking about the principles. Because when you have Republicans creating these tit-for-tat tyranny weapons of law against the people, you're not winning the freaking fight. You know how much better off we would have been if Donald Trump said, listen, I don't agree with the fact other countries can put barriers and penalties on their people of buying American products. But I refuse to do that to my American people. And what we will now do is strip all tariffs from America. That's how you bring down these phony baloney countries, by exposing and destructing their fraud socialism sold as government. You want to hurt China? You don't hurt China by putting tariffs on American people. You hurt China by making America truly the beacon of freedom and liberty. That's how we were hurting it. That's how it was near financial ruin prior prior to Trump coming in. That the little scams that they cut with Joe Biden's kid, they really don't pay off in the end. That's why their yuan, their BS currency, was in the toilet. And you could say, oh, well, well yeah, I know the American uh, uh, dollar It's the strongest in the pile of garbage, but it's still strong. That's not how you win. You win by truly benefiting from your beliefs and your freedom of capitalism. If we had absolutely zero tariffs, if we were a massive importer, that's what saves America. Because, you see, American people, I don't know what it is if you've just been taught wrong. The strongest proof of your dollar isn't because there's some tit-for-tat, I export 30 widgets and I import 30 widgets. That's bullshit. It is that I can give you this dirty paper that I created called the dollar, and you give me every good I have a desire for at a reasonable price, and that price continues to go down. That is American strength. Do you get it? Because we can manufacture nothing cheaper than we can a dollar. Nothing. And it's the greatest competition to American companies. So they have to correct their ills. They have to correct their extortion racket labor unions. They don't work. They can't compete in the real market. And I don't just say this because Ford stands for fix or repair daily. I say it because they can't produce a product in competition with a non-union-made product, even in America. Did you know that the Toyotas are assembled here? Did you know that the BMWs are assembled here? And did you know that the only difference in those shops is that they're not unionized? And they can produce a much, much better product at a cheaper rate, and it's more beneficial for the American consumer. That when you allow failure to exist by subsidizing it and by price protecting it, it's bad for everyone. Granted, the few employees that remain, the few employees that remain, sure, they they have jobs they wouldn't have, 
but it still doesn't work. That's why Ford's laying off thousands and thousands and thousands of people. How many times have they been forced to take money? I know they didn't take the bailout and everyone's wrapped up in that propaganda, but they took the money. And they still can't stay afloat. Forget about Chrysler. It's a charity case. General Motors, it's a scam. They can't compete. The answer isn't to just keep funding that BS. It's to eliminate it. It's to make those companies destroy the tyranny that's making them fail or reorganize. That's the benefit. But it's for some reason, it's like you can't follow the bouncing ball of failure. You cannot fix failure by faking the recovery, whether it's in your own life or it's in a major company. You can't do it. You have to do what's too hard. You have to do what's true. You have to have principles and fundamentals. So the hope isn't now. Too many people wrapped up. Too many people don't understand. The hope is in the future. So that's why a long dissertation I told Joe Walsh yesterday. That's why I thank God for Donald Trump. Not for the stupidity of his economic policies. Not for the BS and the bombastic nonsense and the the, the tens of wars he started and created and refocused, and some of the good things he's threatened to do that the government itself will never let him do. Not for that stuff, but for the fact he did more for American future in helping states secure the true future, the true optimism, the true hope of our country. It's in the unborn babies. That's why I say thank God for Donald Trump. So, Joe, the reason I did that is that after the call hung up, He said, are you still listening? I can't believe I got you to say thank God for Donald Trump. Because even though I reject the the stupidity in the Trump administration and the corruption and the fraud and the failure individuals, specifically Navarro, Mnuchin, Wilbur Ross, and Lightfoot, scumbag, slip-and-fall lobbyist lawyer that you are, I think you're all scum. I am thankful that Donald Trump is the president because he allowed those eight states to help the true future and the true optimism of liberty and freedom and capitalism, and that's in the unborn. I think they'll reject it. I think the, the tweens of, t- of today will one day be 50 and 60 years old, living in the quagmire of failure that states like Illinois, California, New York, and New York live daily in, and they're going to change it. That's what I think. I hope that's what you think, because the f- focus is I could play the clips of stupidity. I really could. You know what? Do I want to do it, kid? <sighs> All right, let's do it. But because I have a, I, I want to finish after she talks. Right now, there's an effort, you know, the the effort and the way that they try to oppose all progress in this country is by pitting communities against one another that have never and have no business being pitted against one another. And yeah, like um, they the did stupid this people just against the smart with people. The Equality Act. Um, it was almost amusing because here we had the Republican Party that is almost entirely male, over a 200-person-plus party. How, how ridiculous um, is only that? Have, they've only been able to elect 13 women out of over 200 members, 200-odd members, around, you know, give or take, depending on the minority or majority position. See, genitalia and, isn't an um, asset. And they had the audacity to have one of their male members come up and try to amend it and say, advancing queer rights will hurt the women's rights movement. And we're all sitting here, the Democratic Caucus, 60% queer women, people of color, immigrant, like, how are you going to tell us what's good for us? 60% queer, huh? Did you ever think that would be a benefit? 
don't see that on a softball team. But I will say that. Oh, probably you do. I will say this. She, they're brilliant at creating this virtue minority that represents all of the people. That's their true benefit. But as for the, her statement on Republicans, you know, I married into a Democrat union family. All the women in it are Republicans now because of the failure. That's why I have hope. Because if you go to this Dimwitz district, not all these people support this fool. In fact, there was a... Uh, I want to say it was Newsmax sent a, a, a guy into Ocasio-Cortez's district who was, um, they were having people on the street that they were going up, are you socialists? And they had eight people in a row who said, no, of course not. So I'm not going to get so pessimistic in the Ocasio-Cortez's. I'm going to become demoralized in the Republican rebuttal to it, but I'm going to be optimistic in the reality of the future of what will happen. This doesn't work. What she is selling you, it is. it ends in terrible tragedy. But it ends, and it's rejected for most part. I got somebody on the line here, kid? Is this a call for me? All right, well, get your stuff straight before I end the show. I got businesses to run, kid. But I do believe, there is no question about it, that this typical typical failure and path to failure will end in failure but i do think there is optimism in the way in which it recovers and that's what we need to focus on at this point i'm not going to waste my time i haven't wasted my time with supporting republicans in many years it was it was um george w bush that broke me of that i haven't supported a republican since then i haven't really called myself a republican since then i have given the answer that most people give that i know in the two pieces of garbage, the cleaner one of the Republicans. That's the answer that I give. That's the answer the people I associate with give, especially those in Illinois who really realize the only difference is the, is the tailored suit versus the off-the-rack. That's the difference here in Illinois, and that's becoming the difference in Washington as we embrace these Democrat socialist policies. But the future is in the kids. And that's where I'm going to focus my attention. That's why I'm going to continue to do the podcasts and the radio shows. Because what I've done and what I've seen happen is that the, the, I've weeded out the stupid people. And now even when I disagree, and there are, are several people out of the people I, I have on Twitter, um, there are several that, that call me up and argue with the points, and I argue with them, and I, but they know that the fundamentals I'm talking about are lost among the Republicans, but they're searching for a way to get back. I am optimistic. Do I think it's going to happen over the next 16 or 8 years? No. No, it's not. It's particularly not going to happen if our options are hardcore failed socialism or the Fabian control collectivism of the Republicans. No, it won't happen. We're still going to be on the road to serfdom, as Hayek so eloquently predicted. But we're going to get there. It, it's going to be a speed regulation thing. And maybe, maybe we can have enough people go long enough in the quagmire failure of Obamacare, in Medicare, in Social Security that say, this is a freaking scam. Maybe, maybe that'll happen. But when you have a, a, a Congress in the United States of America where the most ostracized um, uh, guys in it are the Freedom Caucus, yeah, you got big problems. When you have a country of, of, of 
want to go along to get along socialists embracing the naive stupidity of Ocasio-Cortez. I must say, every time I hear her talk, it reminds me of taking my kids to the zoo. Daddy, daddy, ooh, look at how pretty it is. But boy, they have, it sure stinks in there. When you get real close to it, it's seriously, like everything is just new. Oh, my God, they got snow cones. What's a snow cone? Oh, they could put flavors on it. That's Ocasio-Cortez. From as she, as she witnesses, witnesses life, econ- economics, government, failures, abuses, and successes, it's all one big learning curve. This is what happens when you wait for the stupid kids to catch up to the smart kids and you pretend everybody's passing. This is the result of it. So we're going to have to live through the recognition of that. We're going to have to suffer the failures of it. And the way that you do it is by holding true to liberty, by holding true to freedom and to righteousness. Because the true righteousness comes in when you agree or disagree, but you're not willing to use a weapon of law to make others conform. And you cannot name an aspect of American society today where a law is not used as a weapon to make citizens conform. Not any part of it. Whether it's, it's consuming tobacco, whether it's consuming alcohol, whether it's participating in, 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 in jobs, in owning businesses, at every aspect of our life, we have allowed government to implement the coup d'etat of liberty and freedom. And we pretend we have a dog in the fight. You don't. You got you. And you got your principles. And that's how you win, by passing it on to the next generation. Or listening to the Liberty Hour each and every Tuesday, Wednesday, 9.05 to about now. Each and every Sunday night, 8 to 9. And um, next Wednesday, I will be leaving for Florida. And we are going to continue the podcast no matter where I am via Internet. We have all the equipment now. Everything should be fine. I'm sure there may be a hiccup or two. After all, the guy's got Libby Lou Pants on who's running things. We will be back next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to the Liberty Hour. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.